0: What is happening, everybody? I am so excited to bring you another episode of Grab Life by the Controller. It's really weird getting used to the every other week episode posting, but thank you for bearing with us as life does happen. It comes at you fast and throws you a curveball and you just have to be Jose Canseco? I don't know baseball people, but I know you got to knock it out of the park, so we are doing our best, Uh, and I appreciate everyone who is showing support on Instagram, uh, Twitter, just sending your love and your warm wishes, seriously, makes me feel like I'm doing something right, so thank you, and seriously, thank you to Ultra Golden Ant for being on the show, so without further ado let's just get to it let us grab life by the controller ladies and gentlemen it is my pleasure to have back my brother ultra goldman it has been way too
1: long. how have you been my brother? <laughs> oh I've been good and, and I've really missed being on the show like you said it, it's definitely been way too long it feels like I haven't been on here. Even though it's only been about maybe a month or two, month, month and a half, it feels like it's been like a year. I don't know. Well, and this is the episode. Well, it should have happened
0: a couple of weeks ago where we should have finished up the education series on the rise and fall of Atari. But it has been a busy weekend with my family, so I can't find my notes. So we're going to have to put that off again, and I apologize, but that was the last time we had you on the show. Was
1: part one. Yep. Right, right. And guys that are listening, I know you might be a little bit bummed out that we have to put it off, but I promise you, it's going to be the second half of this. You're going to love it.
0: The second half, I mean, the first half set everything up so nicely for the second half. And you and I have done a lot of research. You and I have great Lots notes. I just have no idea where mine are.
1: Yeah, my notes have been sitting in my drawer waiting for us to talk about the second half. But like I said, fans, it's coming. We promise. Oh, yes. We, to be honest, it's one of my most downloaded episodes.
0: It's in the top three. So I know people out there love the education series. I know that they love these random tidbits of information. So don't you worry. We will finish the rise and fall of Atari. I promise you. But it has been crazy hectic. Uh, Here at the Grab Life house, we're looking for a new place to uh, move to. Hopefully getting into a house. Just work, stress, craziness. And that's why, unfortunately, we have gone to the every other week episode. Just because... It's so much work. There's seriously hey, been,
1: so much that goes into this. It's been busy in Ultra Golden Land too. Yeah, yeah. Mean, been, I've had some pretty busy weekends myself, so you know I understand. But the good, the good news about your busy, you know,
0: busy life is you've got some awesome stuff to talk about on the show today. So, oh,
1: oh, oh I don't absolutely. I'm like it over to you. Oh well, guys, look if you remember. I said, 2019 was going to be about me starting to collect for some uh, different systems that I hadn't been collecting for. One of them's technically not a different system; it's the same system. It's just a different brand of their games. As I promised, I started grabbing up uh, Sega Master System games, and I also now have some Sega Saturn, some Japanese Sega Saturn games, and I'm excited. I haven't even had a chance to fire some of them up yet. Or actually I, any of them up yet. Real fast, I have a question for you. You say Which the
0: Japanese
1: sing it Saturn games. Does that mean that you have a pseudo-Saturn? I have action replay with Pseudo Saturn. Yeah, I posted it a couple weeks back. I, I bought, must it, I must have it, missed that. Yep, my uh I did I did buy um because there's just a regular action replay, and then for maybe an extra 20 bucks, you get action replay with pseudo-Saturn. So I went with somebody who had action replay with pseudo-Saturn. I needed the pseudo-Saturn because, while almost all of my games are, you know, real, original Japanese Sega Saturn games, there is one. My copy of Final Fight Revenge... I bought from a seller on Etsy, and it's a reproduction. It's not an original. It's a CDR, and that's what I needed Pseudo Saturn for. So that if so that if there's any basically any um, reproductions, any bootleg games, you could still play them on. There.
0: Okay, so I have another. Well, I guess it's a follow-up question. In my research, I have found stuff
1: like Action Replay. That's to help play burned CDs. Am I right? Action replays to help you play the Japanese games. Pseudo-Saturn is to play the burn CDs.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, so I had it backwards.
1: Yep, you had it backwards. Yeah, Pseudo-Saturn is a program. Basically, pseudo, as in emulation. You know, pretty much like emulation. Okay.
0: Now, our, our good friend, Peter Graphic, him and I have a conversation all the time because I get the Saturn in the Dreamcast... Mixed up because I haven't played either of them. I've only seen pictures. I've never seen one in the wild. I've never held a controller, anything like that. So, all of this is new to me. And one of these days, I am looking forward to my chance to playing a Sega system that's not
1: my Genesis. I love my Genesis, but I want to expand. Collection, you have to because the Saturn is is an excellent system. That while it didn't do so well here in America after a couple years, what I've learned from collecting these Japanese games is they had some game, there were some, they were still releasing games for the Saturn all the way up until 2000, all the way up until the Dreamcast drop.
0: Well, North America, that you know, when it comes to Sega. And Japan did not get along. I mean, between. Not at all. uh, I I think they were working on the 32X, uh, the Jupiter, the Saturn. I mean, all this stuff at the same time.
1: The the Jupiter kind of was the Saturn. What was going on there was. America. Like, the Saturn was already out in Japan when Sega of America put out the 32X. Instead of putting all of their effort into getting the Saturn over to the United States, which is what they should have done, they went ahead and put out the 32X, and what happened was they ended up competing with themselves. Yeah, exactly.
0: And and the fact that they had two different products out that were pretty similar, Sega of North America was... I want to say ahead of their time, they had great ideas. They were Japan Japan wouldn't sign off on anything.
1: Here's what was going on. Sega of America, they were all about, hey, let's compete, let's compete, let's compete. While the Japanese were more about, well, we're going to compete, but we're not going to insult the other guys while we do it. Sega of America, when they put out that 32X, here's the thing. Was it similar to Saturn? Absolutely not. The Saturn was leaps and bounds above what the 32X was. It was, you know, because the 32X, 32X was a bolt. Not only wasn't an add-on, it was an add-on, but it was a very bulky add-on. When, yeah, their best bet was, hey, if they'd have put all their effort into getting the Sega Saturn ready for America and hyping it and marketing that, they would have been totally fine. The Saturn is outside of the Genesis. It's my favorite system to have. Whenever, when, when I had a choice between getting a PlayStation and a Saturn for Christmas back in nineteen ninety six, I chose the Saturn. What was your very first game on the Saturn? Oh uh, well, I um, the packing games, and I and and this was the other reason why I got a Saturn. It came with, it was a triple packet because since the Sega Saturn wasn't, was lagging behind the PlayStation in sales by 1996, by like late 1996, their whole thing is, is that, well, hey, if you buy a Sega Saturn, we're not just going to do one game. We're going to give you three. And it was Virtual Cop, Daytona USA, and Virtual Fighter 2. Are you freaking serious? I'm dead serious. Dude, those are legit games. Right. It, it was a great, great deal. So I had to go and I said, hey, it's cheap. I'm sure my dad was cool with it because it's like, hey, it's cheaper. And I get three games with it. So I rolled that way. Now, the other game that I got with it, my dad, he was on, but also he said, hey, why don't you pick a game too? I picked Fighting Vipers which is a great... Everybody knows I love fighting games. Dude, and I love Fighting Vipers. Fighting Vipers is excellent. I had first played it in the arcades at a Kennywood Park, an amusement park here in the Pittsburgh area that I I, I went to every summer growing. And I still go to it. I got season passes to go back this year. But back then, the arcade was huge, and Fighting Vipers wasn't on the Sega Saturn. So, of course... It was in arcades and you know, a lot of people were playing it. And I was into it. I was deep into that game. So when I found out it was coming to the Saturn by Christmas time, I made sure. You know, I was like, Dad, I want that.
0: Did you have any of the like accessories, light guns, anything like that that set it apart from? The, the PlayStation, because I, I know that the PlayStation had
1: some awesome accessories. I'm well, not sure thing. what Sega had out. I didn't have any of the accessories. Like, for Virtual Cop and for some of their other games, there is a light gun that you can buy. And I had never purchased it. One of my goals is to eventually buy one now. I do want one. But, I, like, when I played Virtual Cop back then, I was totally fine. I had, I still had fun playing it with a controller but I would love to get a light gun. for it. Do you know uh, if
0: the light gun came with the foot pedal like the PlayStation
1: did? You know what? I don't think it did. I'm going to have to look it up, but I've seen them. I've seen them on eBay. So I'm going to definitely have to take a look because I'm not sure. if it, Yeah. I'm not sure if it came with the pedal. Because if I remember correctly in virtual cop, if you wanted to reload after you ran out of bullets, you had to hold the gun away from the TV, hit the trigger, and it reloaded your gun. That's correct. Yeah, which it's one of those accessories that I wanted, but I didn't necessarily need. Well, and if you're I, not
0: good enough with the controller, mm-hmm. why, why change up your gameplay?
1: Exactly. It's one of those things where it's cool to have. So eventually I'll make it happen and I'll I'll get one. Um but do you know the Sega Saturn was one of the first systems that that um if you bought that, accessories for online browsing. For real. Yeah. An accessory for internet for an internet browser.
0: I had no idea. See, when I don't have a system, I don't know what to look up. Uh, where I've been Nintendo and Sony like all of my life. I know the accessories. I know the add-ons. I know all that stuff, but I don't know much about Sega. So this is one of the reasons why I love having you on the show. Is I get to sit back like our audience and get an education.
1: Yeah, I'm a Sega kid. And as you know, not only did I get Saturn games, which I'm going to talk about this, because I got some good ones here, the Japanese ones. I got some good ones. Um, I also um, started collecting for the Sega Master System. And I didn't buy a Sega Master System. You know what I did? I got, um. there's that, um, back in the 90s, since they were trying to get people to transition from, the Sega Master System to the Genesis, there was a, there was a set, to, there, was a, there was what was called a converter. It was a power-based converter that you would set on top of your Genesis and it made it backwards compatible because it had a slot where you could put the Master System games in. Well, I bought one of those. I bought a power-based converter mini from Etsy and I get to stick it into my Genesis fire it up, I put the Master System game in, and I can play my Master System games that I bought. And I bought some pretty good ones there. I bought uh, Fantasy Zone, which is one of the more popular Master System games. I got Shinobi. I got that version of Altered Beast, which, guys, I'll be honest, the Sega Master System version of Altered Beast just isn't that good. Because, you know, it didn't have the graphics.
0: That that game lags, or not lags, lacks so much from the Alter Beast experience.
1: Well, you know, absolutely. Like, when, if, if you're going to play Altered Beast, either play the Sega Genesis version or play the arcade original version. Exactly. You have to. That's one of those one. Like, sh- the difference is now, Shinobi. They did a good job porting that game to the ma- Master System. They really did. I, I never understood why, with Shinobi, all the sequels came out for the Genesis, but I never understood why the original, why they never made an original version of Shinobi for the Genesis. You know, better with better graphics to show off what the Genesis can do. Never understood that because yeah, there's a lot of games. Master System has a lot of games because the Master System. Master System was very popular in South America to the point where they just stopped making games in 2016. Yeah. They wasn't just, it one yes. of the top-selling systems in Brazil of all time? Yes. Oh, in Brazil. it's And it's technically the longest-running system of all time. Yeah. Because they kept making games for it. Um, and I have, I have a bunch of um, games emulated. And the thing about Master System games is they, there's a lot of games that came out for the Genesis that they made a Master System version. A company called TechToy, which is the big South American... Like, there's a, like, I've, I've played Street Fighter 2 for the Master System. Wait, what? Yeah, there's a version of Street Fighter 2 for the Master System that I have on my retro engine.
0: And it only uses two buttons?
1: It only uses two buttons... It's, yeah, the game... Well, I mean, because, you know, there's a version of Street Fighter 2 for the for the Game Boy. And oh, my Yeah, Turbo I, graphic, yeah, I Turbo always forget, forget about 16, that one. TurboGrafx-16 only had two buttons. They had the first version of Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition. So it's possible. But, yeah, the Master System, yeah, they kept making games for it. And Tech Toy would take a lot of the 16-bit versions and make an 8-bit version of it for the Master System. Um, like they had their version of Sonic. There's a Master System version of Sonic the Hedgehog, which is also the Game Boy version. A lot of Game Boy games I would find out years later as an adult that your Game Boy is pretty much just. Uh, it's basically a Sega Master System version of a Sega Nomad, the one that did the Genesis games. Are you talking Game Boy or Game Gear? Or Game Gear, yes, Game Gear. A lot of Game Gear games were nothing but but ports of the Master System games. Okay, so, fun fact, up
0: until last year when I started doing research for the podcast, I had no idea that there was Master System.
1: That's because they only advertised the Master System for maybe like a year or two. It was only, only like, I only saw Master System commercials and in, like, maybe 1989, 1990, because within... And then right away, and after that, boom, the Sega Genesis commercial started coming.
0: See, and I don't remember seeing anything. Yeah, the
1: Master no, System... one freaking
0: Master System commercial. I barely remember seeing anything about the, the Genesis until Sonic the Hedgehog came out.
1: Oh, I remember the Genesis advertisements... Before, Because before, before Sonic the Hedgehog was the pack-in game for the Genesis, Altered Beast was. Well, and wasn't Alex Kidd at one point? Alex Kidd was the Master System's pack-in game. Oh, okay. Yeah, Altered Beast was the pack-in game for the Genesis.
0: Yeah, I mean, that shows Al- how much I know about the pack-in games for Sega, period.
1: With um With the Master System, they had it where... Like you can get copies of Alex Kidd in Miracle World because that was the packing game, but they also had it where it was built in to the it was coded into the system itself to where if you didn't put a cartridge in, that's the game that would fire up if you turned it on.
0: For real.
1: For real. And then when the Master System was nearing its end, Sonic the Hedgehog came its packing game. And Sonic and like just like like I said, Sonic the Hedgehog their version of Sonic the Hedgehog and, I to, and the version of Sonic the Hedgehog 2 that they have are both the same ones that you can play on a Game Gear. I that was shocked crazy. to find that out. I, I was shocked to find that out. It wasn't until I started adding games to my, uh, emulating games on my retro engine, I'm like, wait a minute. This is the Game Gear version of this game. They're like They're like, hey, it's the same game. All they did was sport it. That,
0: I mean, it makes perfect sense.
1: Why, why wouldn't you? Right. Right. It was... And for the master system to still be a popular system in Japan to the point where... I'm sorry, in Brazil, to the point where they were even selling those plug-and-plays with like 30 games packed in... Of uh, Master System games, they were it was popular. Like everybody I don't, I don't know what it was about South America loving that game, or what it is about Brazil. But hey, it helped make that system a very popular system.
0: Makes you wonder what kind of marketing, if any, Nintendo did down there versus what Sega was doing.
1: That might have been the thing because the other thing about the Master System is while it wasn't popular in America, it was way more popular in Europe. Like, people in Europe, like in the UK and all that, they got the Master System and had it for a few years and knew what the Master System was, and a lot of them remember the Master System. It was, And the thing about the Master System is that when it comes to collecting for it, you can buy those games overseas from, you know, people in Europe, and the games will still work because it was pretty much region-free. That's
0: what I've read.
1: Yeah, it was a region-free system to where it didn't matter if you were NTSC, PAL, Japan, every game worked. I even got a copy of um, Space Harrier for the Master System. That's, you know, Space Harrier, which is a very which was a very popular arcade game. The Master System 4 is considered pretty good for the limits that the system had. Okay, so
0: I have to ask a
1: question, because we're
0: talking region-free and stuff. I know that the Game Gear on Sega helps you break those boundaries. Does the little uh, power, did you call it the power base?
1: Oh, does the power base still make it to where, uh, oh, you mean like what makes the Genesis region free? Yeah. Oh, Game Genie. The Game Genie makes it region free. Yeah, that, but, I mean, if you've got that power
0: base to play your, uh, your Master System games on your Genesis,
1: does that mean that you can play any region? I could play any region of Master System. That is cool. Because the Master System is region free anyway. Oh, so it is region free anyways. Right, yeah, the Master System. You were able to play NTSC and PAL games on a on a Master System.
0: I, I didn't know and plugging that that power base into your Genesis would would make any difference with the game because, like I said, I mean, this is all new to me. This is
1: yeah, it makes no difference. And the other <laughs> reason why the Master System was more popular and it's, and why a lot of people like to collect from folks in Europe is because. Just like with some other systems, they got way more titles than the U.S. did. So that's why Nintendo had so many titles in America, and the Master System didn't even stack up to it. But over in Europe, they had way more titles available.
0: Do you want to know what I realized about Nintendo? What's that? As I go to my my favorite game stores, Sega games, they're Pretty affordable for the most part. Mm-hmm. The really good Nintendo games that they have out are so freaking expensive; it's ridiculous.
1: I've noticed that, like, I, you know when I started collecting for when I started collecting for Super Nintendo, that was one of the things that I noticed. I'm like, wow, their ports of certain games cost more than the port, you know, for the Genesis. Now, one exception is. A few weeks back, I bought a copy of uh, the Super Nintendo port of Cool Spot for 8 bucks. The thing is, the Genesis version of Cool Spot at that same store was um, 10 Now, I'm not sure if maybe it's because some of the sticker might have peeled off of the Super Nintendo, which I know I've seen how that can lower the price if the label's not clean, things like that. Yeah. But yeah, I know that yeah, that was the only thing that I saw that was cheaper. But for the most part, the Super Nintendo games you had to pay a little bit more to get.
0: Okay, as much as I love the Super Nintendo version of Cool Spot, because that is the version of Cool Spot that I owned growing up, the Sega version is superior by far. Well well, of course it is. It's the Sega version. There's no uh, no bias there at all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, some of these Japanese Saturn games, like I'm just looking at, I'm just I'm like looking down at these games that I got for, and I'm like, man, these are some good ones. Like there were a lot more. What I've noticed is, is that the Japanese sure did get way more fighting games. That were ports of arcade games than the US did. Like, they got World Heroes Perfect, which I have. Um, King of Fighters 97 for the Saturn. I got, what is it? It's Real Bout Fatal Fury. It's the collection. I got the whole collection. And, like, I've seen, I have the arcade versions of Real Bout Fatal Fury, but I didn't even know that there was ever a Saturn version. And I have it because it's the Japanese version. I got X-Men vs. Street Fighter, which they made in the United States, but it cost a lot more than the Japanese version. That's another reason people like to collect some of these Japanese games. Because a lot of times, you can, not only can you get them in bundles, but when they're solo, a lot of times they can be cheaper than their American counterpart. I also have the um, most interesting game I have, and it's still in the plastic. It's a copy of a game called Outlaws of the Lost Dynasty. Outlaws of the Lost Dynasty is like a Samurai Showdown. You ever hear of Samurai Showdown? Dude, I love
0: Samurai Showdown. I I have the majority of them on my mod at Xbox.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, so do I have them on my Retro Engine. And I have Samurai Showdown, is it 6? That I bought from the PlayStation Store. And those games are fun, but Outlaws of the Lost Dynasty... Being that it's a Samurai Showdown clone, guess who made the game? Come on. Uh, Like, as far as manufacturers go.
0: Oh, okay. I I thought you were talking about cast of characters. Like, guess who made the game?
1: No, I mean, like, guess who manufactured the game?
0: Uh... You you wanna know what? Just for kicks and giggles, uh, since you said clone,
1: I'm gonna say Data East. Yep, it's a Data East game. Are you freaking serious? I'm dead serious. Oh my gosh! I've seen the American version. It actually has a different name in the United States, and I keep forgetting what the name is. I'm gonna now. I gotta find out. Let's see. Yeah, Outlaws of the Lost Dynasty in the United States. It was called. Let me see, I'm, I'm, I'm checking now. This is live, everybody.
0: Hey, this podcast prides itself on being real. It's not real professional, but it's real.
1: Yeah, hey, sometimes you forget. It was called um, Dark Legend. Dark Legend. Uh, Dark Legend was the other name for it in the United States. But in Japan, it was Outlaws of the Lost Dynasty, or it's Japanese name Suiko Enbu. But yeah, Dark Legend is what it's called. If you you were to get it if you look for it out here, Dark Legend is what you're going to want to look for. When did that come out? Uh, It came out in North America, October 1st, 1995. So it was out uh, October 1995, but it was out in August... Of 1995 in Japan. So it was out pretty much around the time that the Saturn was dropping in the US. So it's always been there, but it's more expensive because not a lot of people own it.
0: Well, it's a game that I haven't heard of at all.
1: Um, and they said it, it says here that an arcade version was released in Japan in 1995, so maybe if you look it up by the Suiku Enbu, I don't know, because sometimes I may have to check, maybe go on my retro or go on to some of these ROM sites to see if I can find it by its Japanese name and try to download it that way to see if...
0: Well, and now it makes me wonder if I have it on my modded Xbox, because my modded Xbox has about 500 arcade games
1: from the 90s. Well, 80s and 90s. If you would have it, it would be cool. And I got these uh, other these two other games. It's a uh, Super Robot Wars F and Super Robot Wars F Final. It's like a it's like a mech RPG. So what I gotta do is I gotta see if when I make sure to put the settings on the Saturn to English, I gotta see if whenever I region break it. I gotta see if when I switch it to English, if all the words and everything will flip to English also. Because some games are programmed to do that.
0: Now, does that come with an, automa- uh, an automatic translation patch?
1: Um, some games, some Saturn, some Japanese Saturn games do. Some Japanese Saturn games don't. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's because when you first turn on a Sega Saturn, you set it up for the first time, I'd ask what language you want. So, of course, I'm going to put English, so I'm going to see if, well, being that I put English, is it going to make sure that when I play RPGs that are in Japanese, it'll translate it to English. Okay, now Now, that
0: we're talking about translation, sorry to cut you off, uh, have you bought any import games for any other system, like cart-based,
1: and played them on your uh, Retron. Um, no, no, I haven't. Like, I don't have any. I don't have any Mega Drive games. I don't have any Famicom games. You can buy Super Famicom, Famicom uh,
0: imports, and they will play on your Retron system.
1: Oh yeah, and and the cool thing about Super Famicom games is they're not really that expensive either. No,
0: like I have been picking up titles for three
1: bucks. Yeah, they're known for yeah, and, I'll, and I'll even notice I'm like no only are they not expensive, I think, but it'll be some of their more popular games available cheap if you get a, if you get it for the Famicom because they figure not a lot of people collecting have anything to play it on so i guess they're just trying to get rid of them but then hey, there's some folks us who have these retrons that can do it you can oh. supposedly do it on a super nintendo also there you have, there's a certain clip you have to snap off and it'll play the famicom games
0: oh really i didn't know that
1: uh-huh i would suggest going to youtube but i don't want you to break your super nintendo
0: if i had an actual super nintendo anymore I would not dare to do that. Uh, lucky for me, I've got a Retron 2. That is one of the main selling points, is the fact that they will practically play any Nintendo or Super Nintendo, import or not. And we have been picking up some fun, cheesy, corny games
1: yeah, for $1.99 have... and 3 dollars and they have some pretty and that's the thing about the other thing about these Japanese games. I also got King of Fighters ninety seven. And I bought a couple wrestling games. Remember I told you about Fire Pro Wrestling and you ended up grabbing it for your Super Nintendo.
0: Yeah, I, I had to so, snap it because I saw it in my game store and I'm like, oh snap. Aunt told me all about that.
1: So I got, got and the Sega Saturn You might have seen, I posted, I got All Japan Pro Wrestling, which is their, which is a, All Japan Pro Wrestling is a wrestling company that's over in Japan. And it has their whole roster, and they added a couple of virtual fighter guys. Oh, snap. Uh, They they added a, because it's called All Japan Pro Wrestling, featuring Virtua, and they added Jeffrey McWild and Wolf Hockfield, because they're both wrestlers which there's a there was a guy that wrestled in Japan as Wolf Hawkfield they gave him the gimmick the he dressed like wolf from virtual fighter and you got to google him he's he's a, he wrestled for years as Wolf Hawkfield but I, yeah i got I, yeah i, I got I that, that. <laughs> and i got um i got Blazing Tornado Fire Pro Gaiden which is the only Fire Pro wrestling game that came out in arcades cuz all of them were made for systems So I have that, and I got another one coming that you guys will just have to see when I post it. Because just like the most Fire Pro wrestling games, outside of the arcade ones, it features, you know, real wrestlers from their rosters, and they'll have guys from WWF and WCW rosters, too, on that game because their copyright rules are different, and you can do that. Yeah. So... Yeah, something about likenesses is different over there. Yeah, and their game and oh, and what they do is when they release them over here, they just change the name. Like I had Fire Pro Wrestling R for uh, PlayStation 2. I knew who everybody was. I looked up their roster. They had, they had the roster printed online, and you just go through each name. And I would spend I spent a couple days renaming everybody their proper names. <laughs> I, it was, and I had no problem with it. It was like, hey, I'm I'm gonna do the this roster. I'm gonna do the new Japan roster today. I'm gonna do all Japan tomorrow. It was, but it was cool because it helped me learn about some of their wrestlers, which I follow all wrestling. That's my other passion outside of retro gaming. I follow all wrestling: American, Mexico, Japanese, European. I follow it all, so I've always known about a lot of those guys. So and it's so it's interesting the way that the Japanese do their wrestling games. Like, they're able to put so much more in because they can. So You're you're talking about
0: something that honestly takes me back to my high school years. Uh, When I got my PlayStation, my favorite games on it were the SmackDown games and the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. When I got my PS2, it was SmackDown
1: and Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) Here's the thing. I love old wrestling games, but I don't really, I'm not really big on the new ones. Like, I'm not, I don't have any of the WWE, like, WWE 2K90, I don't have that. Or any of those games, or yeah, I don't have any, like, I haven't bought a WWE game since the 2000s. Have
0: you tried any of the demos?
1: No, not even that. And I've been thinking about maybe just grabbing the latest one, just grab it used, if I see it somewhere for 30 bucks, why not just to have it in the collection and play it at my leisure?
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, having it in your collection is one thing, playing it is another. They have gotten progressively harder. I don't know, I've noticed, I've seen it. Is so, I mean, it's They're like so much more into it. They, they wanted to, to perform be, a combo on Killer Instinct.
1: Yeah, it's because they they want it to be more, they they went for a more realistic approach. So they want you to work a little bit harder to get guys to do their moves, and I understand that because, like, I get it. I get it. But yeah, it can take some of the fun away from the games. Dude, but I, I miss the and,
0: leisure wrestling games where you can just pop it in with your homie, have a couple drinks, just relax, and just have a good time instead of having to focus and concentrate so you can kick his ass.
1: Yeah, uh, and, I, um, and I got I got a uh, Killer Instinct. That game's that's yeah, that's a pretty difficult fighting game. And I have it for I have a Super Nintendo copy, and I got a Game Boy copy of Killer Instinct. I like Saber Wolf. Oh, Game
0: Boy is rough for Killer Instinct.
1: It really is. You got to do what you can with two buttons. Yeah, and and with that gray back
0: or not gray background, but the uh, yeah, the, the uh, gray scale. Okay.
1: It makes it so hard to look. No matter how the lighting is, I, I, I struggle. I'm like, look, I have astigmatism, guys, and I'm near I've got my glasses on. I still can't see shit. Well,
0: that's what a Super <laughs> Game Boy is for.
1: That, you know what? That's another one of those, hey, I'm going to grab that soon. That's another one. Of, you know what I mean? There's so much stuff out there that I've told you about that I still haven't revealed yet to the world of some different things that I've collected. Including something cool that I got for 25 bucks, and found a piece that I needed for an additional five. Oh,
0: yeah, well,
1: yeah, you'll see. We talked about it, but it's, it's just it's cool to. Well, the cool thing about retro gaming is there's always something out there that not a lot of people have, but it doesn't cost much to obtain.
0: Okay, so I have a question because now that I brought up Super Game Boy, I remembered a question that I wanted to ask about that. Is it called the Power Base Adapter? The master what? system to Genesis. Oh, power base converter. Power base converter. Okay, yep. so the Super Game Boy is a Game Boy built into a Super Nintendo cart.
1: Right, right. I've is seen. That I remember how the power system. converter is. Basically, yeah. Basically, it's yeah. Basically, it has the prongs or whatever that you would need for that system. But yeah, the Super Game Boy, that one looks like a cartridge and you just put the Game Boy game into that slot. Yeah, uh, my Power Base Converter Mini looks like a Sega Genesis card. And at the top it has the slots for a Sega Master System game that the original Power Base Converter would have. That, I mean, for
0: someone to say, hey, you know what we could do? We could build this converter so that you could plug in something, some other cartridge, and then instead of going to a Game Boy or, you know, a Genesis screen, or Master System screen, god, I'm getting ahead of myself, or whatever, uh, having it go through the prongs of another system, and then going onto a big screen TV.
1: Right, and here's what it is. It's, it's simple, dude. It's, it's what the PlayStation 2 is. It had backwards compatibility. The power base converter is given, the, gives the Genesis the backwards compatibility to play Master System games. It would be like if Super Nintendo had a cart where it had the prongs on top for an NES and it makes it backwards compatible. Same thing. I, I honestly would have loved that. I would have That's loved I
0: mean. to, pick, to keep my games as a kid. Like I've said many times, anytime I upgraded systems, I had to get rid of everything.
1: Yeah, my other one, I never got rid of it. It always just got lost.
0: (laughs) Well, I I would almost rather have had it get lost because then later you could find it.
1: Yeah, like somewhere, I'm still trying to figure out where my Dreamcast and where my Nintendo 64 is. I'm afraid the moment that I buy a new version of each one of them because they're not that expensive, I'm like, the moment I buy it, my Dreamcast is going to pop up.
0: Yeah, miraculously. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> miraculously. Look, here I am.
1: Yep, like somebody was cleaning out something. Like, hey, we found this.
0: Well, if that ever happens, you can send them to Uncle Donnie. If you will not, <laughs> uh,
1: you trust will not me, have a spellixer whatsoever. Yeah, I'm like, hey. Yeah, I'll, I'll, if that does happen, trust me. You'll be the first. Like, here, you want this?
0: you like, heck yeah,
1: let me PayPal you for shipping and, and everything. Yep. And, 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 and it would be yours. It's it's one of those uh, things, and supposedly there's uh my dad has a lot of his games, but they're all locked away somewhere in his basement, like he knows where they are. And he's said, well, hey, if, if I find them and I get to them, you know, you can, you can have them. And he has, supposedly, my little brother Tyler says that my original copy of Streets of Rage 2 that I gave to him after I had moved up to a PlayStation 1, I gave him my Sega Genesis so he can play it on his Nomad. Oh, wow. So he could play the games on his Nomad. So I didn't give him the Genesis. I gave him most of my games. And one of them is my copy of Streets of Rage 2 that my dad gave me in fourth grade because I'd had a great school year and I made the honor roll. School year was over and that's what he bought me it was summer of 19 it was June of 1993 that he bought that game for me and if it's and that's why I've been holding off on buying another copy of Streets of rage 2 because I know I, I know it's somewhere in my dad's house available to me for free you know what you need to do
0: you need to challenge him to a thumb war
1: I do, like Thumb wrestling ahead. for it because he was always good at keeping all of his old... So like, my dad had some cool stuff. Like, my dad had... When he had a Sega Genesis, he also had their gun, the Sega Menacer. He had that. Dude, you I love play the My dad had one, so you can play Terminator 2 Judgment Day.
0: That's the only way
1: to play it. Pretty much, yeah. Because he even said to me, he's like, with a controller. You can play it with a controller, but it sucks.
0: It's but. like Operation Wolf on the Nintendo. You can play it with a controller, but you're not going to have
1: a good time. Yeah, some games it's you get some games you gotta have the gun. Okay, buddy. So we've talked a
0: lot about pickups, and we've just gone off on all sorts of stuff. What we I, did.
1: What I want to know now is what are you currently playing? You know what? I just um, I started playing that Toe Jam and Earl back in the groove. I played the. I beat the tutorial version. I'm about to move up and just start playing the, you know, regular. But I had to get. I played the tutorial version and to get my. I had to get my feet wet. You know what I mean? I haven't played Toe, Jam and Earl in over 20 years, but I wanted well, to get my feet to what to all the controls and all that. stuff. Yeah,
0: I, I was gonna say it's a totally different controller. Mm-hmm. It, it might be the same like gameplay experience because it's Toe, Jam and Earl, but different system different controller you got to do some research on your own
1: yep it is and i had to i started over but i loved it and i and it it's one of those things where when i played it it took me back to being that 10 year old kid because my dad it's another thing that i think might be locked in his basement my dad has an original copy of toe jam and Earl, i'm sure of it <laughs> dad if you're listening let me let me get that you <laughs> give it to me for my birthday christmas yes. father's day it all works <laughs> Oh, heck yeah, it does. Share that that gaming love. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he knows that... uh, He thinks it's interesting that I've started picking up old games, and a lot of it is games, especially the Atari ones and the Genesis ones. And A lot of them, he's like, hey, I had these. Because he was the original gamer. That's where it all started.
0: See, and that's fantastic. And right now, as a parent, I am teaching my kiddos... Play it, love it, keep it. I'm not going to make them sell their stuff to upgrade. Yeah. No, if if they want they. to do that to to get money to upgrade, mm-hmm. I'm not going to encourage that at
1: all. Right, right. Cause I've, I've even said, because I have a little brother who is he's 15, and I even said to him, could he collect, like me, cause I, like, since I'm into wrestling, I collect all wrestling memorabilia. So does he, from his generation. I said to him, I said, whatever you do, I'm like, these wrestlers, these rings, the belts that you bought, I'm like, hang on to all of this. Put it away somewhere if you need to, but make sure you have it all in a collection. Like, this is stuff to hang on to. And with video games, it's when I look at my collection and I look at some of these games that I didn't even know existed, some of these games that I long forgotten, and games that you're just finding out about for the first time—it's—it's it's just amazing when you're rediscovering games that they were all out there when you were a kid, but you had never played it. Like for me, I like getting these Super Nintendo games because I only played a Super Nintendo when I visited my dad on weekends. But outside of that, I didn't have a Super Nintendo at home, so it's—it's it's cool to start buying their games and seeing how their games run. It's. It's 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 just it's good times.
0: See, and that's one of my favorite things about the Genesis is I didn't have it, so
1: everything
0: is new to me basically, except for Cool Spot and Golden Axe, really.
1: Uh, uh, Golden Axe is that's one of I feel that if you want to talk about some great launch titles, the Genesis had them games like Altered Beast and Golden Axe when they were important their arcade games to their own system to make it where it's not exactly like it but it's arcade caliber those as they said 16-bit arcade graphics
0: yeah you were bringing home an arcade cabinet to play in the privacy of your own home
1: yeah it was close like it was arcade caliber wasn't quite like no, the arcade versions of Golden Axe and Altered Beast look way better than the 16 bit versions because it is that's just how it is. Yeah, but But it, it was close. I, I was still like close.
0: the versions on the Genesis better.
1: Oh yeah, like me too. And Streets of the Streets of Rage games, they look like arcade games themselves. Yeah. One of like Streets of Rage too, it's it's one of those games where Yes, I'm playing it at home, but I would have gladly walked up to a cabinet with some quarters and played this.
0: It's funny, because I had not seen the Contra arcade cabinet. Ever? Until uh, probably
1: 2016.
0: Really? Yeah, I I popped in a quarter, and I played it, and I said to myself inside my head, I'm like, this game is great, but I would rather play it on Nintendo.
1: A lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people don't even realize that it was that. Yeah, that the Nintendo version was ported from an arcade game. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. like Contra was in the arcades first, and yeah, the thing. And that's one of those that yeah, I'd rather play the arcade or I'd rather play the NES version of Contra because that's the one that I grew up on. Same with what do I have? That I have the arcade version, the original for Nintendo. Um, and it's another Konami game now because here's what i will say the teenage mutant ninja turtles arcade game is better than teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 for the nes the arcade version is much better but See, yeah, i don't I'll, know
0: about that because on the oh, nintendo version on. you get extra levels
1: you get extra levels and everything but it's not as clean and as crisp as that arcade version Oh, Same okay. with Contra. Contra is a more fun game for the Nintendo. Like, Blades of Steel. I have the arcade version of Blades of Steel, and I have, but I'd rather play the Nintendo version of Blades of Steel. There's, I, yeah, I need you to do something for me. Okay. I, I build
0: websites, I do graphic arts, I do all that stuff for a living. That's my actual day job. It's been absolutely bonkers for me. That's one of the reasons why this this podcast has gone every other week is because my workload, trying to balance my workload, my family life, gaming life, all that stuff, has just been hectic as all hell right now. Right? But yeah. while I'm working, I listen to video game music. I, I listen to histories. I'm still doing everything I can to stay motivated and, you know, just... Ready to do a show whenever I can. Uh, of course. Listen to the difference between the music on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to the arcade game and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the arcade game. Mm-hmm. I've heard it. Like, the Nintendo version
1: is so much better music-wise. But it's not a better game. I, I can't just, buy that. I, with, I can't with, buy it, it's a better the game. Rules.
0: I think tips the scales in Nintendo's favor. Uh,
1: That's this is one of those ones, folks. Listening, I I can't co-sign on that. I can't. Hey, let's uh, let's. How about you? Let's let them. Let's let them. We gotta ask them. You're right. (laughs) Uh, We're we're doing a poll right now.
0: Everybody needs to chime in. Let us know Uh, as soon as I post this. I always, you know, create an Instagram and a Twitter post saying, hey, new episode out. Come listen to us. Come give us a chance. But if you're listening, comment on the post. And here's the thing.
1: Nintendo or arcade game? You got to be objective, too. Because here's the thing. I'm like, don't, don't just go off of memory. Go on YouTube. Watch a video of both games. Listen to the music from both versions of the game. Yeah, make an educated decision. See, and I on, have, I, I
0: have the Nintendo version on my multi cart, and I have the arcade on my modded Xbox, and really, I really I have, love playing both of them. I have them both. Yeah,
1: me too. Yeah, I've See, got he them both just too. said me too. He agrees that Nintendo I love them both. Games, I don't even no, I said, them. no, I said that I love them both. They're both great <laughs> games, but no, arcade version is is much better. The arcade version, like you can't. Compare an eight-bit version of a game to of a of the same game to an arcade version of it because it's just it's like it's like comparing good porn to like <laughs> HBO. Okay, yeah, it's like a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what it is. It's like I know and the
0: arcade is HBO,
1: so <laughs> Nintendo wins. <laughs> No, the arcade is like you know the big theater version, you know, like where you're seeing everything. The 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 art the, the Nintendo version is you know HBO. It's, okay, so you know what I mean it's like people people emulating getting down. <laughs> two songs to
0: listen to: uh, "Building on Fire." That's the intro music. Well, not the uh-huh. intro, but it's love for first, level, first levels music. Yep, compare those arcade and Nintendo, and then the technodrome. The, those two are are must have because, like I said, the Nintendo got extra levels because they couldn't go as in depth with the detail on their sprites.
1: Right, right, yeah. So they always did that. There's a lot of games that when they got ported from the arcade, if we can't give you, if we can't make it as clean, we'll just give you some extra levels. So yeah, it's like well, we'll give me an extra. Which to me, I thought
0: the extra. I love the, the Shogun uh, level on Ninja Turtles, too. I, I absolutely love the, uh, the weird Cyclops, Baraka-looking guy uh, jumping above you, throwing spikes down. I love the
1: tigers that come off... Well, of- like, look at Double Dragon. The arcade version of Double Dragon is completely different from the Nintendo version of Double Dragon. Different levels... Different uh, battles with the bosses. It was, you know what I mean. Like they did the same thing. You want to know what I find funny about Double Dragon? And this is
0: something I just realized. I've been playing a lot of Onimusha, and I played uh, Resident Evil all over again. Mm -hmm. The controls that they have with that's all weird. And as soon as you change perspectives, like the control changes, that's kind of pioneered by Double Dragon on Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Like alternating buttons between punch and
1: kick, depending on what
0: way you're looking.
1: Well, I, I, I've played both the thing. of them. It didn't originally start with Double Dragon. It didn't. It started with the first game that Taito that com- that made, with Renegade. Renegade did that first where you have one button to punch, one button to kick, and you can punch forward or behind you. Yeah, Renegade, which was their first up effort. It was their first beat-em-up effort. That's where it started. I did not know that. You ever play Renegade?
0: You want to know what? I honestly have not. I, I, don't, I don't have, have access I to don't don't have it.
1: Yet. You don't have it on your Xbox? I don't. I figured, uh, actually, but if you really want it, it's on PlayStation Network. I can tell you that. Is it? You can you can get it on PlayStation. Yeah, it's and it didn't cost that much. I think I bought it back. I think it's still on there. I got it, I grabbed it back in 2016. It was I think I paid like eight bucks for. it. Which, folks, if you're into retro gaming and you just maybe want to play, but you're a casual and you just want to play some old games. PlayStation Network. Their little their store has a lot of those for you, like old Neo Geo games and things like that. They're, they have
0: a ton of Neo Geo.
1: Yeah, a ton of Neo Geo. They got some old Taito games. I'm hoping one day they put our favorite, that they put Growl on there. <laughs> I'm hoping someday they, and I don't see why not. If they if they have their other Taito games on there, why not eventually get Growl?
0: Arcade Archives Renegade on the PlayStation Store
1: for $7.99. Yes. And here's the thing, it's not it should it seems like it should be easy, but it's really not. It's and it's and this is the same game that not only is it where Double Dragon 2 got their ideas of how to alternate punches and kicks. Um this is also the precursor to that other beat-em-up game that I was that I've played and we've seen uh Aaron play live uh, the combat tribes it's where yeah where you're not going you're not it's not a side scroll and beat them up the gang shows up and you got to take them all out on one screen so it's it's a little different but it, it's it's a great thing in the early beat them up to the NES port too it's a it's a cool part of video game history okay now that you
0: is it combat tribes? How? Combat tribes, yeah. Okay, now that you brought that up, that kind of transitions because we're uh, we're at about the hour mark, so it's time to be winding down. Uh, winding down. Uh, oh, you don't got another? You don't got another two
1: hours in you, <laughs>
0: dude? I do. I definitely do. It, it has been way too long since we've been able to uh, I mean. hey, chat over this. I mean, we talk daily through Instagram. We do. Like, I kid you not, Ultra Gold Man is a guy that I can personally endorse. I love this guy. He is seriously one of my, my right, new
1: but, but you're the one who's having all the fun. Like, I, I already said, when we all get together, if we're going to come out to Utah, I, we got to do the axe throwing. i got I got to have a piece of that. I got to get in on this axe throw.
0: Dude, it was more fun than I ever imagined. And hopefully, we will be doing a stream live this week.
1: Yes, I'm at axe throwing and video games. You never thought they'd go together, folks. But apparently, as we learned, somewhere in Utah, it does. (laughs) Well, not only do you have
0: axe throwing and video games, you also have beverages, adult beverages.
1: Man, that, I don't know. Stuff oh, stuff oh, man. Awesome. I don't know if uh, adult beverages and axes mix. <laughs> well, the good thing about that is you are limited to
0: three. Okay. So you you get that warm, happy feeling, and that's it. Like you're still in complete control. You can still, you know, be under the legal limit. You can throw your axes and pretend you're a lumberjack responsibly. Uh, okay. But now that we're talking about streaming and stuff, what are your plans streaming here in the near future?
1: Okay, well, I've still been having some issues with um, Twitch because I just want to get Twitch. I've noticed one thing about it is that you've got to have fast internet to make Twitch really, really work. And I'm, trying, I'm still trying to work on getting some faster internet so that I can start, you know, Twitch streaming. But instead, I am going to start doing some Instagram Lives. Um, one of my plans is to do some, what I call some fight nights, where it's, um, I'm just going to come on and I'm going to set everything up, go on Instagram Live at some point, and I'll either be playing a fighting game or a side scrolling beat em up. Um, the game that I want to do, is Donnie, you gotta be there for it. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'll let everybody know today, but I'm doing Mug Smashers.
0: Oh yes.
1: Mug Smashers gotta be the first one. And, and here's the thing, everybody. If you wanna really have some fun with it, everybody, I wanna. I want folks to try to stay for the whole thing. I know they only let you go live for so long, but it's okay. When it stops, I'll fire it back up. I'll be like, and we're back, and and I'll keep it rock, and I'll even pause it for you. How long does Mug Smashers take to play through? Uh, it's about maybe six, six, seven levels.
0: Because in Instagram Live, I think talking with uh, Aaron Gobrad and Peter Graphic, it will only let you do an hour at a time.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. I, when I was on there, I went on a few weeks back. I did like what I call like a little test launch of me live streaming on Instagram. I played um Time Killers, and I played the TurboGrafx-16 version of Ninja Gaiden and had some fun doing it because everybody that was watching, what they weren't realizing is they were watching me like sit there and really play through it for the first time, watching me die a bunch of times and learning about what platforming was all about, learning from your mistakes and memorizing and knowing when to make that jump, knowing when this enemy's coming. It was repetition. That's why replay value was so great back then, especially when it came to platformers.
0: Yeah, you had to find the pattern. You had to find, you know, the uh, specific... Uh, what's the, the word or phrase that I'm looking for? Uh, like with Bowser's Dungeon, on, on the very last castle in Mario Brothers, you had uh-huh. to find... You had to know where the, to the go. Route, route the root, yeah. That, that's what I'm thinking. That's yeah, you you had to know the root. You had to know everything down to a T, and you learn that by playing... Finding, you know, the meh, whatever yep. that they're giving you to give you the hint that, yeah, you're right. And and so, yes, it made you have to play and play and play to learn on your own.
1: Right. It's one of them. but You might, you might keep dying. You might get frustrated, but each time you're learning, you're saying, okay, so I have to go here now. And, it, and, it, and then eventually you remember the pattern and you know what to do so that. Or you had your trusty pattern.
0: notebook with you.
1: That's right. You yep a lot of folks wrote stuff down. That was back when you had to write down codes and you didn't have to pay for codes. Yeah. <laughs> you'd have to pay have to pay to unlock characters. Back when you would unlock different characters in games just by simply beating the game or by putting a code in from a magazine. Yeah, we're not gonna yeah, they didn't make you pay for it.
0: Got it those days. You.
1: They also weren't putting out half finished games either and telling you you got to wait for the update next month for this to be in. And I'm like, well, why don't you finish it? Put them, yeah, at or least,
0: for the DLC. Right. These, yep. these in three players, months, we're coming out with a new map pack.
1: Yep, with these old games, you know that good, bad, you know, however you feel about the game, good, bad, and different, at least you knew that you were getting their best and final effort. No, I don't know about best in all. I mean, but at least you knew you were getting... Yeah, you knew you were... No, no, that's why I said it wasn't always the best. But you knew that you were getting their final effort. You knew you were getting what they had. Exactly. That's what I mean. You were kind of getting what they had.
0: Well, how can our fine listeners find you if they're new, if they haven't, you know, tried to find you before?
1: Oh, if you want to find me... Um, of course, I'm on Instagram under the name Ultra Golden Ant, and it's my page is just a hodgepodge of retro gaming. There's and, and nostalgia. I do th- throwback Thursday posts, um, Pittsburgh sports, pro wrestling. It's all there, and you know it's just a day in the life. But a uh, but there's a whole lot of retro game. There's always some retro pickups. It is a Ultra cornucopia place.
0: of awesomeness.
1: Thank you. Thank you. It's, um, but yeah, check me out. I'm also on Twitter and I also use the name on there, ultra golden ant. And, uh, my Twitch channel is twitch.tv forward slash ultra golden ant. But like I said, um, catch me when I'm on Instagram live. Uh, I'm very approachable. We can talk, we can have some fun. Just we're here to let's play games and let's enjoy ourselves. Let's be kids again
0: everyone that i have so on serious. the show I, I can honestly say i have went through a long screening process and i can honestly give my thumbs up seal of approval uh ultra goldman and i i mean we go way back uh to the the first days of the podcast just chit-chatting he's one yes. of foolish that's guys
1: that's all
0: I mean, it it starts with just a conversation about gaming. And then next thing you know, we are seriously brothers from another mother. So go check him out. Go show him some love. Uh, As soon as he gets his Twitch channel off, I know he's going to have some high-quality content. Uh, I can't wait for your Instagram lives. Uh, Just I'm excited with what you're doing within the gaming community and within the wrestling community. Because seriously, like I said... High school, it was all about WCW Nitro for me, and then oh, of course. I mean, it, it
1: Nitro, Monday it Night to Raw, Raw Yes, like I, I've always loved because I've been watching wrestling since I was uh four, or five years old. I'm glad my older brother VJ, he's two years older than me. I only I watched wrestling because he did because it was what was on in the early '80s, and I just I was addicted from the time I watched. I always say one of my earliest memories was watching highlights of wrestlemania 3 and seeing hulk Hogan and body slam andre the giant and i was hooked from that moment you want to know something funny What's
0: i that? i started watching wrestling with my my best friends in high school and one of my friends made fun of me because I saw Vince McMahon come staggering out, you know, with that little smug. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: No chance in hell, yeah. And I'm like, what in the hell is he doing? Wasn't he a ring announcer? Well here's the thing. He was the commentator, but yeah, he owns the company. He's always like, yeah, I, I, I had
0: no idea, but I, that was my memory of Vince is I remember him
1: doing you color saw... commentary, announcing
0: all that stuff and then What a the maneuver.
1: Season. That's one his favorite country. What a maneuver. Yeah, one, two, three. Oh no, he got him. No, he didn't. But Vince McMahon and, and the thing about watch, yeah. And in the nineties, everybody was watching. it was because it was the cool thing to do. So there's a lot of people that said oh, I watched in the nineties, but I stopped watching after Stone Cold left, or after The Rock left, or it got stupid. You know, you know how it goes. A lot of people, there's a lot of people who stopped watching once WCW closed its doors. A lot of people quit watching wrestling altogether. But that's a whole nother story. One of these days, I'll get the wrestling podcast going. It's, it's, it's in the works. You wonder what I think we got to do one of these episodes? What's that? I
0: think we need to do wrestling games. and
1: Oh, and, games. oh man. And I'll, 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 I've got so many. I've got so many. I've got pro wrestling. Mania, the exciting hour. Which is also on PlayStation Network. I got some of the Fire Pro wrestling games. I got WWF WrestleMania, Super WrestleMania, WWF Warzone, some old SmackDown Versus. There's so much. I mean there's so and Saturday Night Slam Map, there's so many wrestling games that have been made over the years, whether it's WWF, WCW, other companies, made up wrestlers, there's we'll be talking for hours if you wanna talk some wrestling games.
0: If you want to be a part of the wrestling episode with Ultra Goldman and myself, hit us up on Instagram.
1: I know just the time to do it, too. I I figure
0: we'll do it sometime during the summer. Maybe even do a special double bonus episode, something like that. Because, I'm sorry, there are so many fun wrestling games. They have to have some love and attention.
1: Definitely, because... What I was gonna say is WrestleMania WrestleMania this year is on April seventh. I was like, it sure would be cool to maybe start off like the Sunday before Duke for WrestleMania week. That Sunday night, maybe talk wrestling. But I said but at the same time, WrestleMania is just a WWE event. And I wanna talk about all wrestling games. So sometime in the summer definitely works. Yeah, Stay we, tuned,
0: folks. We gotta do it so it's huge. And it is a blast. So seriously, if you want to get involved, let us know. Drop either one of us a line. And, uh, I mean, if you follow Ant, let him know. He will definitely let me know. And we will get something together. Um, Well, my brother, this is all the time we have for tonight's episode. Uh, I got to get the kiddos to bed and everything. But thank you so much for coming oh, back man. and chit-chat. You're welcome,
1: and, and thank you for, for having me, man. It, it had been way too long. I've been looking forward to coming back to the show. It it has been so
0: great to talk to you in person and not just typing messages.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> but hey, we have fun. Um, I get to hunt down spam bots. Oh, oh okay. That is something there? that we will need to go over <laughs> in the wrestling,
0: because you are laying the smackdown. On the Instagram spam box,
1: right, and uh, it's one of that's something that at some point that might become a public service announcement every episode, where right? just like for all of us out here in social media to keep it safe. You yeah. want
0: to? I agree. <laughs> keep it safe. Keep it fun. Keep it retro. Uh, well, you don't even have to keep it retro.
1: Just keep it gaming. That's right. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. I bought it eight for eight bucks I bought a copy of Geometry Wars, which is a shooter it's like it's almost like a tempest two thousand except it's like a shooter like asteroids and it's another one of them stoner games, so you know I'm down for it <laughs> Well, my brother,
0: seriously, thank you so much and uh we will honestly i'm i'm gonna throw it out here. We need to finish the uh the education series. Uh, well, education part two uh, in April. So if you're down, uh, let's sit down. Well, we're typically sitting down.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll, I'm always we'll, sitting. We'll down. discuss
0: it and we will we will get everything in motion and finish it in April.
1: Definitely, definitely. Yeah, we'll we'll get everything together and we'll get our thoughts together because there's as we're look at when, what you're going to see, folks, is going into Crash. There was a lot that went on that factored into this crash that affected, like I said, like you said, not only Atari, but everybody else, too. This is some interesting stuff.
0: And then, like a phoenix rising from the ashes, my savior. <laughs> and that's what we're going to end there. I'm not going to... That, that's the cliffhanger right there. So, uh, thank you so much for joining us, Ant, and we will chat again uh, here,
1: hopefully, in a couple weeks. All right. Awesome. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. Once All again, right. thanks for having me, and good night, everyone. Right on. Peace out, brother. Peace.
0: Well, folks, that is going to wrap up this episode. And don't forget, seriously, let us know. What what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, or the original arcade game, do you like the best? Is it Nintendo? Which it should be, because it's amazing! You've got 1990s technology versus 1989. You should vote for the Nintendo! But, seriously, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we appreciate all the support. Uh, appreciate everything that we get from Twitch to... Twitter, uh, Instagram, just the love, we can feel it, and you guys help us to keep moving forward, life gets rough, a bunch of shit comes up, and you guys help us keep our goal in sight, so thank you so much, and I can't wait to put out the next episode, and I hope you enjoyed this one, so peace, we out.